This is The Playbook. Welcome, everybody, to the Lobby of the Wind at the Blue Wire Studios here. I'm Dave Meltzer with Entrepreneurs, The Playbook, and I have an entrepreneur, man, Eric, I mean, Everett Taylor, ET Enterprises, the CEO of Kickstarter, in the house here at CES. Thanks for joining me. Hey, thank you, man. I'm, I'm really glad to be here, man. It's an honor for sure. It's an honor for me because there's certain people that encompass being an entrepreneur. And I'm old school, so I've seen a lot. I've invested a lot of money in a lot of different entrepreneurs and won some and lost some. Uh, but there's a certain commonality, a desire that you must be what you can be that exists within the entrepreneur status. And that's what I see through what you do. But it's interesting in that spirit of excellence that you have in the achievements that you're having and will continue to have lies a quality that, you know, I know Gary and V and I talk about a lot together. He created a wine brand about it. It's empathy. Yeah. And everyone has a subtle difference in its definition, but in the end it carries the same frequency. So I'd love to start by understanding your definition of empathy and how you apply it to be so successful. Yeah, um, empathy is is the thing that's I think changed my life, my my ability to empathize, and I I've been able to do that at such a young age from people from all different walks of life and different ages, and I just used to soak as much as I could up, you know, just looking at adults and listening to them. Um, but for me, empathy is the most selfless thing that you can do. You know, I talk I talk about this all the time. I say like, you know, a lot of humans are, you know, instinctively self interested. Um, and so to be able to go beyond your self-interest and beyond your own wants and needs, your desires, your opinions, and be able to put yourself in the shoes of another and really understand from their perspective, um, and not only understand from their, from their perspective, but actually appreciate their perspective, whether you agree with it or not, um, I think is, is, is true empathy. And for me, you know, I kind of, you know, grew through my career through marketing, and the, the biggest key to marketing is the ability to understand people. You know, I find that extremely fascinating. I find people extremely fascinating and like what, what they fear, you know, what motivates them, what makes them happy, what makes them sad, what makes them uncomfortable. These are the things that, you know, is, is really where the, the magic is. And, and for some people, it makes them really uncomfortable to confront those things, especially with people that don't look like them come from different places than them, have different sexual orientations and races and et cetera, et cetera. So for me, I leaned into that. Instead of like leaning out of that discomfort, I've always leaned into that empathy. And that empathy, you know, is one of my favorite sayings, right? Be more interested than interesting. Yeah. And it gets to the ego and the ego-based consciousness that interferes or creates dis-ease. And it's so interesting when I meet someone with the same frequency uh, and see the success that they're having. It encourages me and inspires me that I can be abundant, that the natural status of our ego is to be scarce, to make sure we fight, flee, fight, or survive, or fornicate, whatever the way you want to say <laughs> it. And, you know, it's hard in a competitive business environment or sports environment. We have a lot of sports stars as well to understand the difference between competition and completion, right? I love to complete. Yeah. And I'm not a big competitor anymore but I lived a very you know first half of my life a very scarce existence I was born into scarcity and it took me a long time to process that your business Kickstarter is one of the most abundant minded 
businesses and industry that was created. And it takes a lot of understanding that we not only appreciate what people are doing, we only acknowledge it as well, but we actually provide the ability to ask and allow and ask and allow and ask. And in its fundamental premise, what I love about Kickstarter, and I you know, have TV shows on Apple where we tried to do or kickstart someone by letting them get exposure to their pitch yeah. and then allow, hand it off to Kickstarter uh, to give a little bit of fuel to it. In your philosophy of a two-sided marketplace to create abundance, what are some of the core principles that are either you know scarcity-based or abundant-based in the business that are going to propel it to the, the next level where providing opportunities in all areas, not just business, are able to have an opportunity or a value-add situation? Yeah, I think what's, what's interesting about Kickstarter is that we've built um, – and you can look at it as scarce or abundant. We've built this really passionate base of people that want to support others, right? That go on Kickstarter every day or every week and they're searching new projects, whether it's in technology or comics or fashion or art or film. You know, they want to support people, right? Um, and I think what's scarce is that we still, to this day, you know, a lot of people go on Kickstarter because they know someone that's doing a Kickstarter or, you know, they see something that's really interesting on an ad or on social media. But where we can really become even more abundant on the platform is truly creating a larger ecosystem um, and community um, based on people's interests. Like if you're interested in games, like you're going to come on Kickstarter every day, every week, because you want to see the, the, the newest and greatest in games, right? And or, or film or music and things like that. But also you know, showing people the power of paying forward, showing people the power of how you can impact lives and how that not only, you know, benefits you because it's something that you're potentially interested in, but see the power that it brings into changing people's lives. You know, for me, the thing that really motivates me, um, you know, when you think about scarcity, I come from Southside, Richmond, Virginia. I grew up nice. in the hood, man. You know, where I come from, you know, that that is scarcity, you know. Right. Um, there is an abundance. There's, there's, you know, you don't feel like you have the the resources um, and the access to make things happen. So I want to bring that abundance to the hood, man. I want to bring that abundance to anybody out there, no matter where you live, where you're from, what your background is. If you have an idea, like Kickstarter is actually a platform and a resource to really make it a reality. So twofold. One, building even a stronger, bigger community of paying it forward and people being really engaged with the platform. And number two, giving that confidence to anyone that they can use Kickstarter um, as a resource for themselves. And there's two things that come to mind when you're talking. The first is the community, which I think you were early in the game of community at Kickstarter of understanding if we bring a bunch of people together that want to help each other or know people who can help each other, Good things can happen, yeah. provide more options, opportunities, and touches of favor. But you touched on something that I live by, and I was born in the hood in Akron, Ohio, single mom, six kids, and I have a, a little bit of a, more of a challenge than most people that grew up poor is, look, I look like a New York successful Jewish guy that probably grew up rich because of where I'm at. Yeah. And so it's good and bad that people don't expect me to have what I have that I can't teach my kids. And I tell them all the time, you know, like I'll stand on a stage and I'm like, 
who here grew up poor? Half the audience always raises their hand. And I'll say, I feel sorry for the rest of you because I can't teach you on this stage what I learned by growing up in scarcity and being able to come out of it. But to that measure, it's truly our frequency, which has no borders of our capability is our neighborhood. So if I'm sitting in Akron, Ohio on a lawn chair in the projects, drinking a Colt 45, and I come up with this great idea going, I got this great idea, two-sided marketplace called Kickstarter, anybody can put up their product idea or whatever, and people can fund them and all around the world. And the guy next to me says, man, dude, that is a freaking great idea. And we look at each other, right? <laughs> Nothing's gonna, no, where I live today, yeah. right? I live in the luxury home, dream home, ocean, right? I could go down to the end of my street where I have a beautiful park in my gated community and I could sit down and the first guy that sits down with me, I said, dude, I got a great idea, right? We, we put up products, two-sided marketplace, and literally I would be probably 50% chance of anyone sitting down next to me like, oh, dude, how much can I give you, Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. But here's what's great about Kickstarter. It's your frequency now that's your neighborhood. I'm not limited by the gates that I live behind or barbed wire fences I live behind in Akron, Ohio. Yeah. That was, those, those were the borders, right? Those were the opportunities. Kickstarter provides a frequency-based opportunity. So if you have, and we see it all the time, if you have a high-frequency vibration and you come up with Kickstarter or Uber or whatever it is I've seen, now everybody can share in that and you are not limited anymore. So that's where I see that opportunity option, the abundance of, of Kickstarter, now, one of the other things that I see is it is a two-sided marketplace and communities are expensive to build and they're expensive to keep. And so there's a lot of companies like yours that have unbelievable brand and notoriety, but yet you still are running a business. And the biggest challenge is to live up to the size, scope, and scale of the brand with the financial side of things. How have you been able to deal with that reconciliation of having such a humongous, popular, super successful brand that needs to be fueled with finance. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. Kickstarter is in a very fortunate place because, you know, we're the largest in, you know, our, our space of crowdfunding, GoFundMe, and, and more of the charity yep. side, us on the creative project side. Kickstarter has been profitable since year two, man. Yeah. You know, we've had some of our best years um, over the past few years. So, you know, for a brand that, you know, may have not felt like it was like on the rise over the past couple of years, actually financially, and it's, it's in its best position ever, you know? That's amazing. And what's great about that is that when you start to like get more cash into that business, that means that's fuel for growth. Yeah, the vending machine. That's, yeah, that's, that's that fuel for growth. So that's what I'm really excited about. You know, I'm not really fearful of the financial side because there's always people out in the world that need, you know, have ideas and they need to make it happen. And, and Kickstarter is the premier place to do so. The, the biggest thing for me now is like, how do we expand that? You know, when I was at Artsy for the art market, I came there and I said, listen, I want to make sure that not only, you know, the Davids of the world can can buy art, but like, you know, Tony that might make 60, 70 K a year can buy an 800, $900 piece of art and put it into his home. And so for me, it's like that expansion and that democratization of it, you know, and, and inspiring not only more people to create things, but inspiring more people to, to back things. That's how we continue that cash flow. It's like inspiring and, and engaging people. Um, a lot of people that use Kickstarter, you know, growing that lifetime value, you know, we don't want people to just come on there one or two times. We want people to come on there multiple times 
um, a year because when you really get the the vibe and that energy and when you get that frequency of some, from someone and you feel that, man, that's a special feeling, man. And so, like, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to grow that as much as possible, and I think the money will work itself out. It always follows, right? Yeah. And that confidence allowing it. The other side is the viral nature of it. And being an entrepreneur and a serial entrepreneur, probably every day someone's sending me an email, go and check this out on Kickstarter. What do you think? Right? They want my advice because they're like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Right? And I throw some money at it or then tell my entire community or talk about it in some story. Um, I love to tell stories and teach lessons from those stories. And I think there's so many great stories at Kickstarter. I would love to finish up by you sharing maybe as a case study one of your favorite stories uh, about something, some success at Kickstarter. Yeah, you know, I won't even I won't even put out who they are. Sure. But um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a story um, um, from someone I met at CES. And um, they are in Shenzhen, China and I've never been there um, and they started off with a team of eight people didn't have a lot of resources didn't have a lot and they launched on Kickstarter a few years ago now that company is doing millions of dollars in revenue and are 300 people wow and to me that's the that's the magic that's the magic of Kickstarter it's like seeing these stories of people who had an idea, didn't have a lot of money, didn't have the resources, and were able to make that dream come true and able to do something that really brings economic... We've brought billions upon billions and billions. We've given out billions of dollars, but the economic impact is triple that, right, of the impact that Kickstarter has, has been able to make. And so for me, you know, there's so many different stories, literally you know, going through my head right now, but really the greater story of like just people being able to re really build something and build something at scale um, is, is really what's, you know, inspiring to me. Yeah, I've had several, I do a lot of coaching, executive coaching and several huge success stories. I'm thinking of one and I will mention their name because I'm so proud of them, Jim Heath here at Hyperice. And I uh, was coaching him as they had that startup. And now they're in the NBA, the MLB. They're all over the place, multi-million dollar uh, company and even more of a valuation. Uh, all started just on a Kickstarter campaign. Yeah. And uh, with their original product and a young CEO who, I, by the way, I got his first job selling tickets at AEG years <laughs> ago. And if you ever can help someone when they're young, you know, Vita Blue told me this, the pitcher for San Francisco. He said, Dave, the older you get, the better they say you were. And when you help out people when they're young, it's amazing how these young kids who are successful give me all the credits. I got them a job selling tickets, but it was really Kickstarter uh, that helped them the most to get on their way. And I suggest anyone, whether you're a buyer or a seller, it's a co-creation, collaboration, and coordination that creates a higher vibration or frequency, more abundance, helping people. If you want to join a community and you love to help people or you need help, this is the place to do it. And if you know people that can help, it's a place to do it. That's why I love it. And that's why I'm so blessed to have you here yeah. at CES. Uh, all, you don't need it, but all the best luck and blessings as you are the CEO of Kickstarter. The incredible Everett Taylor here with me, David Meltzer, in the lobby of the win at the Blue Wire Studios with Entrepreneurs, The Playbook. Thank you. Thank you, brother.